expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Praise the Lord, everybody, and thank you for joining in with me, Miss Nisi of Real Talk Ministry. It is a pleasure to have you listening to me today. I want to say happy Black History Month. I am very proud and very happy to be a black woman of God. And I want to always say that being black is not a bad thing, you guys. I'm starting off with that because uh, I did a podcast a year ago about black history, during black history. And um, sometimes it's like we can't express ourselves without being without having some kind of negativity to come with it. You know, we either have to forget our past, uh, we have to move forward and accept whatever is given to us regardless. And I just really wanted to just say Happy Black History Month to everyone out there. And I'm not blind to the fact that even though this month is set aside for us, that we still have everyday struggles. And people want to dismiss those struggles. And I I guess I'm just going to have to start this early before I get into my podcast. But it's needed to be said that people will always want to dismiss our struggles. Um, Everything in America has a history. Everything in this world has a history. And you cannot dismiss the struggle of African Americans or Black people because it's not a favorable or liked history. Unfortunately, a lot of things have happened in this world that is not liked, but we have to accept it, remember it, and learn from it. Learn from the things that cause these errors and not continue to just make adjustments to the changes that are needed. You know, there are a lot of adjustments being made, but there are not a lot of changes. So I pray that we will continue to see progress in the Black community, not just through the eyes of white people. I'm not saying white people have to change this progress for us. We as a community, I pray that we step up, continue to step up because we have been stepping up for years. I pray that we continue to step up and be the example and light to not just the black community only, but we have to start within our own to raise, continue to raise a nation to be alert and aware and to continue to fight for the justice that is needed for our people. Um, I think that is very important. So I I started off with that and I'm kind of glad I did. This is not to shame or slam any other races. And it's not to be like our race is better than anybody else's. But it is 2022 and we are still fighting for equality. We are still fighting for justice in the courtrooms. We are still fighting for fair trials. We are still having people saying this is the first black person to do something. So even though we've come a long way, there's still a long way to go. We still shouldn't be fighting over how we should be able to vote freely for whoever we want to vote for. We should be able to go to court and know that if we was killed and murdered that by the hand of another race and that knowing that it was done wrong or because of racism 
that it shouldn't be a, such a hard fight or overturns. We have a long way to go still. I will be honest and say I feel like racism is just going to be around forever. As long as we don't, we continue to make adjustments in our political system and not make real true changes, nothing is really going to change. But we're thankful for the adjustments because it brought us a very long way, but there's still some ways to go. One of the things I wanted to talk about today, aside from that, from my introduction, was how people in, in our Black community will speak about how the Bible is being transformed to teach people about racism. Like, over the years, we've been hearing that the Bible is not for Black people, and basically, the Bible being for black people means that we are being brainwashed as black people if we listen to or follow the words of the black of the Bible because white people used it during slavery time to manipulate us. So that is what I really wanted to address in this podcast, just a little bit of that and my own personal opinion on that. And my personal opinion on that is I feel like to say that black people were manipulated by white people and that the Bible brainwashed us and that it's really not for black people because someone used it to manipulate someone else is false. It kind of really don't make sense to me because people do that all the time, even nowadays. You have black people and other races who would go and manipulate other people with the word of God. So it's not, shouldn't be discarded just because people used it wrong. And I also feel like the things that slaves were limited to now compared to what the access that we have now, those slaves had to be really connected with Christ and they had to really be dope. Like they had to have the strength and the mindset and restraint to fight something that they were being fight against something they were being taught I feel like just like God works with us now regardless of our race he worked with them too if you listen to a previous podcast I spoke about Harriet Tubman and I spoke about Cicely Tyson actually in a woman called Moses this was a podcast I did for Black History Month last year and I talked about the inspiration and how that movie inspired me because the re- because she was a woman who was trying to free slaves and she was being led by God to do so. And it's like it's an insult to God and to the church actually to think that someone who had a connection with Christ, who prays like we do, try to get a connection with him like we do in order to help free slaves and make things right in that time it's almost like saying that we were just black people during slavery time not we i wasn't there we're just too dumb to comprehend on their own but for a group of people who were not taught to read to read period regardless of whether it was the bible or not who only had to take instructions from their slave masters I think it was pretty um, smart of them to 
to continue to acknowledge that God is a higher being and they believed in him to the point that they were able to make changes not only to their lives, but to help others. So one of the scriptures that I uh, pulled out, and this is more inspiration than scriptures, like this is not the Bible study session that I'm doing right now. Um, And just a reminder for those who are new listening, I do, I am going to do two podcasts a month. Like that's the commitment to do at least two of them a month. One would be like a Bible study. One would be just my inspiration, my thoughts, my feelings on coming from this niece of your talk ministry. So this is that one where I'm sharing just my personal thoughts and feelings. So I'm going to pull out the scripture that I have heard people say a lot. And I always read from King James Version. And I say that I know other people use other Bibles. I have had come across some things in other Bibles that uh, they took out a word, put in a word. And so I stick with the original, but I'm to each his own, to whatever other Bible you read. But sometimes when you start changing words in the Bible just to try to explain it, it changes the content of the original word, of the original source. So whenever you say, whenever you hear me say, I always read from the King James Version, that is why. So 1 Peter 2 and 18, it says, Servants, be subject to your masters without fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. So people who don't really know the word of God, who haven't really studied the word of God, they have been taking this scripture and running with it and saying, this is why, uh, this is what the slave masters used back in the day to manipulate the the black people. And they expressed this heavily to be like, this is why the Bible is basically no good for black people because it was telling us to obey our masters. But if you look up the definition of servant, servant is a person who performs duties for others, especially a person employed in the house on domestic duties or as a personal attendant, a person employed in the service of a government, a devoted and helpful helpful follower or supporter. So the devoted, helpful follower or supporter, the example was like someone who is in ministry, who is being led by God, you following that person. So everything had its content in the time and history that it was allowed. In that time, it was slavery. Now it's our bosses. Now it's our leaders, our bishops, our pastors. Now it's uh, it's our jobs. So you can't always relate the Bible to mean one thing and the content of where we are now. Uh, I know this scripture is often used to say since the slave masters ma- uh, manipulated the slaves with this, you know, this is like one of the only reason why I feel that, yes, look at the time and error that the slaves were in. Like I said, they were restrictive. They weren't, they didn't have access like we do today. They don't, they didn't have the knowledge to attain, to reference, to cross-reference to go pick up this book, to read this book, to read this Bible, to get this teaching, to get this doctrine, like we do today, not from what we, not from what I have read on some of the slaves' experiences. So we are so far more advanced than the opportunities that they had. 
And with the opportunities that they had, it was like they were restricted from even knowing the word of God. Like they would get in trouble if they uh, did their own teachings and preachings of the word of God. Why? Because then the slave masters would know that they are becoming knowledgeable and what it is that they're learning so they can't continue to be manipulated. But our God is a good God and he didn't just keep them um, in a in a stage of being manipulated. That is one reason why um, I feel like Harriet Tubman was compared to Moses because the Bible, and I always express this when people talk about, oh, how the Bible is just for a slave mentality from the white man. Uh, the Bible also spoke about how slaves were and how they were set free also. And that's some of the things I felt like if they weren't allowed to read the Bible and they would get in trouble for reading the Bible for those who could read back in the day and teach it. That's probably the reason why, because there was an escape passage in the Bible. I feel like Harriet Tubman was called Moses because she followed the plans of Moses. She stood up to the oppressor. She freed the slaves. That's what Moses did. Moses stood up to Pharaoh and he even, he followed God. And the only thing I can really refer to that's vivid in my head now is still the same reference of Cicely Tyson playing in a movie called A Woman Called Moses. The comparison is very similar. You had Moses in the Bible who had to stand up to Pharaoh. You had Mo, uh, Harriet Tubman who had to do the same thing. Moses was led of God, was called of God to free those slaves against Pharaoh. Harriet Tubman was the same thing. If you look at the movie, and I'm sorry, that's all I can reference, and, I, and I'm not talking Harriet Tubman with the new people, okay? I'm talking Cicely Tyson's back in the 70s and 80s. I'm not talking about Harriet Tubman and the new movie jumping off of bridges and and running no 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 i'm talking about when uh cicely tyson <laughs> did it in a movie called a woman called moses looking at that movie reading about moses you'll see where she got her name from so i already stated a few of the things but not only did she have to stand up to her oppressors she had to fight for their freedom where Moses were commanded of God, a woman called Moses. She was commanded of God too. She had all her faith in God. She felt like all her directions came from Christ, came from God. Christ wasn't there then uh, during Moses' time. But she felt like all her directions came from God. And the things and the steps and the way she moved, she didn't just say, oh, I just had a great idea. She felt the Lord was speaking to her. So I feel like when Christians abandon the Bible to jump on the thought of, oh, that's white people, it's amazing to me. Like, what did you really abandon? Did you abandon Christ over someone's theory? Because that would be horrible. That wouldn't make any sense. But it would definitely be horrible. So I can understand how Harriet Tubman got the name of Moses because the things that she did to help free the people no, it's not only a risk to her and the people that she was freeing, but it made a change. Those were changes being made. When they got rid of slavery, those were changes. 
Jim Crow uh, laws was supposed to bring about changes. Trying to find ways to now uh, keep us from voting, those are not changes. Those are just adjustments. We always got to go around, find a loophole to what they're doing to make sure that we still stay oppressed. Now, oppressed is not the same oppression that we are feeling during that time. We, some of us may not ever feel what they were our slaves, what the slaves are for uh, fathers and that, and from being brought over from Africa and all that, we will never experience that. But we still live it and hear it in so many ways. They used to hang us as black people. They're still hanging us. You're still hearing stories and reports of people being hung. So the essence of what's going on, the reason why it's still a fight and a struggle for black people, because it hasn't really truly went away. And we just want it to completely go away. Not the history and the knowledge of of what has happened, but to be able to say this is what happened and this is where we are now. And I do still say there has been a lot of great changes, but we're still working on the major adjustments. So um, I do want to point out that in a time where slaves were not able to read or even learn to uh, read, as I said before, it is possible that they were used, those scriptures were used to deceive people, just like people use the scriptures to deceive people today. But um, you can see that once they got the understanding, whether it was imparted by God, because I believe it was done that way, and also through those who were able and blessed to be able to read in that time, he began making a way for them. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, but so many slaves did die. Yeah, it's so many Christian folks that are still dying to this day. Death is just death. I can't control that. That's in God's hands. But he do make a way. He do make a way to fix what is, to help people who are being oppressed, to fix what is wrong, to help them get out of poor and bad situations. Now, I'm speaking from the, the sense of black people during slavery and even us as black people now. But this, him making a way for people to get out of their oppression and depression and and putting them in safe environments, that's not a racial thing. The Bible is not just consistent on black people. And I think that's something else that needs to be addressed. I'm not going to discard the word of God because you feel like my cultural ancestors wouldn't want that. When there's been too many proof in our education of learning about slavery and those who have came through and helped change the process that those are some of the foundations that they even use so i it's not to say i'm being brainwashed it's like saying i'm denying christ and i'm not going to deny christ because people put a picture of him and he's a white guy i don't look at that white guy i don't look at that picture or that painting when it comes down to who i call on as my lord and savior I have never seen him. I don't have an image of him in my head. And I know Revelation gives a full description. But that still is not an image in my head to say, well, when I call on Jesus, I see this white man. I don't see anything. I've never seen him before. So when I call on Jesus, all I see is darkness because my eyes closed. <laughs> and I'm sorry, that's the only thing I see. And if my eyes are closed hard enough, I don't even see the tears. 
I'm calling on the spirit of Jesus, the spirit that he put in us, the Holy Ghost spirit. That doesn't have a face. I never seen that face. So I'm not predicated on a painting. That's not going to deter me from serving Christ either. All that's just not necessary for me to serve Christ. It's not valid for me to stop thinking that this hope that I have in him and what he has done in my life, that I have to reach back into ancestral beliefs and teachings and disannul what God has done and what he has did for sending his son to now say, oh, yeah, so, you know, white people manipulated me, so manipulated the slaves, so the Bible is no good. No, the person who was doing the manipulation was no good. That had nothing to do with the word of God. And yes, if you study, you know, they were like, oh, they changed the words. They did this. I, I understand there's a lot of history to where people can point out and feel like this is necessary. But I serve Jesus Christ. So to me, it's not necessary. I'm not reaching back into dead ancestors to get an answer for something that I'm doing in this lifetime. I am not a witch. I am not someone who can go to and and do wizardry and no, 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 no. I'm a woman of God first. So I'm going to go to the real source and that's Jesus Christ. And that's it. <laughs> so when I hear people say that the Bible used to manipulate slaves and now the Bible is for those who continue to have a slave mentality, I, I just really take offense to that because it's like saying that as slaves, they, they weren't smart enough to figure it out. And they were. Even with knowing that all the oppositions that they had against them, they were still able to get through it. They had much more limitations, but they trust in God opened those limitations to help not only themselves, but others. And even if we lost some along the way, like I say, we do that in this lifetime. We lose good, good, good preachers and ministers along the way. But God is still forever faithful and he is good to his people. And I think if he was good to me and my experiences with racism, I just think he was going to be, he was good to them too. Just despite of what is being felt was done. So I would like to end by sharing my own personal experiences of why, um, again, why I like, not that I like Black History Month. I know, you know, being Black, it's nice to have a month set aside, but I'm still very careful not to be entertained by the media. And I said this in my last year podcast also. And what do I mean by entertained by the media? You know, the media is there to raise their money, to to loop people in. I think if someone who is not familiar with Black people and our trials and tribulations that go and find a real good show that expresses uh, what really is going on without adding any extra negative or try to make it look like the white person that has came to save us and is our Lord and Savior for helping us pull us out of a ditch. If you really see a movie, and not just white people, other races, I know it's always black and white, black and white, but there's other races out there who we all need to continue to learn of each other. But if you see a movie and it's like, okay, I can see why 
black people are still fighting or I can see why they could say this and, and it's not race baiting. It's really just reality to them. That's good for you to know. That's good that you were able to see a movie or see something that can relate to our real life struggles. But the media sometimes have a tendency of just doing things for money because that's how they make their money off of us. So I'm very careful about media stuff because, you know, we have a banner now. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Anything that has to do with Black Lives Matter, you could watch it here. And I'm like, um, that's nice. That's good that, you know, helping us stand out. But, you know, that's not all what it's all about. I know we have to start. We can't tear down everything, but it's, it's, it's more than that. Sometimes we need more voices than just movies. Now, I will personally tell you that I love Black History Month because growing up, that was the only time you really could see movies anyway. You know, you couldn't really see a lot of Black things going on until our month came around. But I love looking at the old school Black History movies. I mean, I call them Black History movies because growing up in school, we saw them during Black History time. There's so many movies out there that are good to watch that came from us, that showed us, that showed representation of us. And I don't think they should be forgotten. And the reason why I say that is because we have so many movies now. You know, it's so many, so many things that we are doing in the media world it's cool but i love watching the old movies i love to see roller thunder hear my cry i love to see a woman called moses i'm just old school that way um but my personal experience with black history month and just being black in america really hasn't uh changed it hasn't changed in regards to how i'm being treated on the job it hasn't changed to how i go to the store and i'm walking around and being followed It doesn't change on how people perceive me and speak to me and how they treat me. Um, The only thing that changed is how I fight back now is different. You know, I may not be quick to open my mouth and say something to you. Not because I'm, I'm fearful of cameras. Not because I'm fearful that the cops may come and take your side. None of that ever mattered to me before. So none of that stuff matters to me now. But it's because I'm mature enough in Christ to try to let him handle it. And not let me handle it. So it could be done his way. That So when I can be an overall light of Christ. And not just me being me. If I end up me being me. I know how to repent. Because I mean as an individual. You can only take so much. But a lot hasn't changed. In regards to how I'm treated. As a black person. I'm comfortable enough to get in my car. And go to the grocery store. And there may be days where people don't bother me, but then there are days where people do. I'm comfortable enough to get in my car, go to the job, and there may be days I don't have to face racism, and then there are days, many days, that I do. It's just a part of my life. It's just a part of my walk. It's just a part of who I am as a black person in America. I can't change it. I can't take it away. All I can do is accept what I can accept, fight what I need to fight, and just pray that God covers me and protect me. I am not excluded from anyone being killed because of racism, regardless of how they're being killed. And I'm not speaking on the 
on black people just because I don't acknowledge that other races have issues too. But it's our month. So I'm going to speak on it in that way. So I pray that something was said to be encouraging. Never am I trying to discourage anyone. Never am I trying to discourage any other races. But I do have to acknowledge as a black person that I am black. You know why I have to acknowledge that? Because even when I don't have to sit up here and remind myself because of how I'm being treated, like, oh, that's why they treated me this way. It's because no matter where I go, no matter what TV show I look at, no matter what the media is saying, no matter how I'm on social media, something is always going to be reminded of this divide. But we know there's a God who is not the author of confusion, confusion and doesn't deal with division. So just because the world is continually to want to stay divided, I have to keep myself in Christ enough to not be the divide or the chaos in that divide. I have to make sure that I'm in Christ enough that I cannot lose my blessing or my mind dealing with racist people. Because it it can become very challenging years after years and days after days not seeing anything happening in your favor. And I can imagine during that time of slavery, they probably felt the same way. Years after years, days after days, and no change. And then a change came. And we thank God for the change. So no, I'm not saying that my life now is just like slavery. That would be crazy to say because it's not. Yes, there's rules in place that really do sometimes help protect us. Okay, that's obvious. No, I'm not blaming every white person for the downfall of black people. No, we ain't saying that. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that other races is not acknowledged that they have issues and they have problems. I'm pretty sure they do. And I know they do. Especially if they're people of color. I'm pretty sure just like me being black, they have issues and problems. But only issues and problems I can truly speak on is the ones that I'm experiencing. And that's being as a black woman. So be positive this month. Keep fighting for justice of black people. Don't let being black be discouraging. Don't let nobody make you feel that uh, you're being a racist because you have to speak on the things to make things right. You're not a racist because you have to make things right even if other races don't feel that they want to deal with it or they don't want to talk about it or it should be over with and it don't matter anymore. This is the life we have to live and we have to continue to fix some areas then we just going to have to continue to fix it whether you like, whether they like it or not. So I hope you were encouraged. I honestly do. I am never in the ministry to tear down anybody. But I am in a ministry to speak real talk. And real talk doesn't mean to hurt or to come against or to destroy anybody. Because that's not of God. But my reality is true reality. And it's the life I live. So I pray that. You join in in prayer with me to ask God to continue to make things right, to right the wrong things, and so that we can all do the best we can to live the most peaceful, 
peaceable life we can and just fighting the enemy or fighting Satan as opposed to fighting uh, unnecessary things that should have been done away with, like racism. And you always hear black people speak about racism because we're always experiencing it. It hasn't went away. So I will say thank you for listening. My next committed podcast and maybe some podcasts in between but the next committed podcast would be the video podcast as I am committed to do an audio and video every month and I hope to have you come back and listen and I pray that your day is blessed and once again if you are not of our race if you're not of the black race don't feel like you can't join in on the festivities and celebration of whatever is going on this month we are a race we are open to everybody we would love to have you come and i hope you learned something and i hope that um your eyes are open to what is really going on and helping the process and help it help our situation as well we can't we don't close doors on people who want to help us move forward we welcome you to join in the fight and the race and celebration of this month with us and i know i say us as a black people, I know I'm not the spokesperson of all black people, but I just feel that I know that we don't have a problem with helping others and we don't have a problem with people helping us for the cause. We will love it. So to God be the glory. Thank you for listening. I'm Miss Nisi and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.